a lot of coaches mistake, you know, showing up with confidence in their messaging, in their copy, with pretending that they don't have any issues because they're afraid people won't think that they are perfect. For someone who is looking for a coach, when you're looking for someone who is perfect, you are likely to be bouncing around and trying to find that perfect coach. Welcome to the Hella Rich Podcast, a podcast for women of color entrepreneurs who want to get hella rich in time, money, and joy with your business coaches, Alison Carpio and Nadia Deala. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Let's Get Hella Rich and connect there. If you're listening to us right now, screenshot us and share your takeaways. We love resharing and reposting your gems. And if you want support in growing your business online, check out our membership, Let's Get Hella Rich, where you get coaching support and training from me and Allison every month. Head on over to letsgethellarich.com to join. Hey, hey, and welcome back to the Hella Rich Podcast. Today, Nadia and I want to talk about something that comes up frequently for people when they're either, one, looking to work with a coach, and or two, thinking of becoming one. And what we hear over and over is this, that you have to work with a coach who is quote unquote perfect, meaning they don't have problems, they don't have struggles, they don't need a coach because they are perfect, or that you have to be quote unquote perfect in order to become a coach. And I want to address this because this is very far from true. To become a coach, you do have to, you know, own your expertise. You do have to, you know, have that confidence and be able to help your clients with transformations. But the real talk of it is that coaches have problems too. Mm -hmm. Coaches are humans and they have fears, they have anxieties, they make mistakes. And in this episode, Nadia and I are going to talk about how we have hired our own coaches and what we struggle with ourselves as coaches to sort of illustrate this point. And I also want to clarify that it really makes sense that people feel this way. And the root of this, in my opinion, is that a lot of coaches mistake, you know, showing up with confidence in their messaging, in their copy, with pretending that they don't have any issues because they're afraid people won't think that they are perfect. A lot of this is rooted in, you know, white supremacy, in colonialism, and this notion that you are superior to your audience and that you need to be in order to teach something. And because of that, their audience thinks in order to be successful, they need to not have these problems. And then they end up worshiping this guru, quote unquote, type thing. And then it becomes this endless vicious cycle of perfectionism, imposter syndrome, superiority. And because of that, for someone who is looking for a coach, When you're looking for someone who is perfect, you are likely to be bouncing around and trying to find that perfect coach. It's just like dating. Like there is no perfect partner. There is no perfect coach. You just need to find someone who is a really good fit for you in terms of chemistry and how they're teaching, which we have covered in a previous episode. And this idea that you have to be perfect when you become a coach, when you are coaching your clients, 
it's going to be hard for you to guide them and hold space for them if like you have this idea that you have to be perfect that everything you say has to be you know this mind-blowing idea or that every session you have with them has to be transformational and while it's true that coaches do help with transformation what we do know is also that your clients have it in themselves already to make that transformation and you as a coach are there to guide them and create a container for them not because you don't have problems but because you are have the energy and you have a framework for doing that. Yeah, and I want to really touch base and dive deep into the fact that you and I were basically recovering perfectionists. I would say I wasn't outwardly always striving to be perfect, but there's always this deep-rooted fear that I am not enough, that I have to be perfect in order to be paid what I asked for or in order to be successful or in order to be a leader. This is the challenge that every entrepreneur and leader experience. And if you are an entrepreneur, you are automatically a leader in my mind. You are leading your clients. You are leading your team. You are leading the audience that follows you. And I think it puts a lot of pressure on other coaches and even us to maintain some sort of fake perfectionism, which is not real. That's just never, it's not real. Don't trust a coach who says they're perfect in very indirect ways. (laughs) (laughs) Or who doesn't talk about their problems, who don't talk about any mistakes or anything Mm -hmm. like that. Exactly. And that's what we mean. So no one is perfect. It's very clear. But if the people that you are looking to for coaching, that you might want to invest in yourself in their program or hire them, aren't talking about realness, right? Aren't talking about problems or aren't talking about their challenges in life. Especially as we're recording this now, we are almost a year into the pandemic. I just don't, I don't see how that can be authentic and real and someone that I would personally buy from. And that to say is if you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself, which we see our clients and members doing all the time in Let's Get Hell of Age, they put so much pressure to perform. They put so much pressure to have the perfect strategy or have the perfect business plan or have the perfect financial plan internally with their taxes right away that there's just so much there that we have to deal with. But all that to say is that there's a permission that we need to give ourselves to not be perfect. There's a permission that we need to give ourselves to make mistakes and not know everything. And I want to dive more into perfectionism because that is something that I have spent so much time on learning and will likely spend the rest of my life on learning as well. (laughs) So I just wrote about this very recently to my email list and on social media where I told the story of like, you know, where my perfectionism comes from. Likely you learned it somewhere. You know, it's not something that you just did or just something came upon you, you learned it from somewhere. So for me, you know, it was growing up, I was the youngest and I have immigrant parents from the Philippines and there was just so much pressure on me to get straight A's. So even if I got an A minus or anything less than a 3.99 or less than a 4.0, that was considered very much a failure. And, you know, when you get a lot of validation as a child and you're getting all of these A's, And then you don't get validation or any kind of support when you're not getting A's. What's easy to learn there is that you are only worthy of love, of joy, 
and eventually money. Mm. Actually, yes, money, because I got paid for my grades. So definitely money what? when you get <laughs> straight A's. And anything less than that, you don't deserve anything at all. So I love diving into these personal stories because it sort of shows you the history of where you learned it from. And it takes the pressure off of you that, you know, this is not just how you are. You actually learned it from somewhere. Yeah. And then also, like, this just shows up in relationships in your business for me especially it's in you know when I'm writing and creating perfectionism very much is alive and can really show up if you're not paying attention to it and if you're not able to recover from it and name it and you know bounce back from it so yeah I love the idea of this episode because we're like hey coaches have problems too they make mistakes and you know we talk about our mistakes in our episodes here like you know we talked about how we were on the brink of burnout one time and we, you know, created the Facebook Live so that we're not, you know, trying to answer everyone's questions within an hour because that was really causing us to burn out. You know, we've talked about just in a previous episode, actually, where we at first, you know, talked a lot about, you know, raising your rates and, you know, sharing money wins. And then we realized, actually, we also wanted to share the time and joy wins as well. So all that to say, like when you're looking for a coach, when you are becoming one, like Nadia, what you said, is like giving yourself permission to make mistakes and also just realizing that perfect is not real. There's no such thing as being perfect. It's just going to be something that you might chase over and over and it's really exhausting and draining. Your story, I really appreciate you sharing that about the perfect grades and straight A's and okay, if I got paid for my grades, maybe I would have tried harder. (laughs) But there's this piece of me that like on the flip side, I really want to share like my experience because what you brought up for me is like, it's so interesting that perfectionism can show up in so many different ways or forms and the root of it should be examined and just get curious Mm -hmm. about it. But for me, you and I have known each other since pre-high school, right? And you've known me, I hate studying, I hate school, I hate general education. And now as an adult, I'm recognizing that it would, a lot of people in a very, very small box that they were not meant to be in, including myself. And that being said, my mom could not have yelled at me enough to get me to apply myself harder. If I was not feeling it, if I was not aligned, if my teacher was not kind to me, I would not (laughs) put in the effort. But when I really think about it, what I think it was, was the same exact pressure, but instead of overperforming, I intentionally sandbagged myself and Mm. underperformed, which I think happens a lot with entrepreneurs and some of our clients Mm -hmm. and members that we have this thought that if I cannot be perfect, then I will not do it at all. Or if yeah. I cannot be perfect, then I will just half-ass it there's intentionally. No use in trying. So that there's no use in trying because if I try and someone tells me I am not perfect or I I rather have a false start or something like that, right? Or like a half-ass thing versus giving it my all and failing. That's very real. That's a very real problem that your coaches that you are thinking of investing in or working with or have worked with have, that you, if you are a coach or consultant or entrepreneur or service provider, have. And that's okay, right? Like, I think the point of this episode is to normalize that it's all normal and it's all mm-hmm. okay. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, like your coaches have problems. Your coaches have coaches for all these different things. Yes. <laughs> I mean, and there's we- just not one coach who's going to help you with all the things. Like you may have multiple coaches and, you know, yeah. entrepreneurship and life really is this long journey of growth and healing. And we just can't do that alone, especially no. if we keep having like all of these different problems or problems keep showing up because we are human and that's what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one of the things that's also coming up for me as one of my final thoughts is that this happens to me all the time as someone who heavily does leadership, negotiation, mindset coaching, and self-advocacy coaching that a lot of times my clients are bringing up relationship challenges or money mindset challenges or scarcity challenges or confidence challenges that I might be experiencing myself in that moment because I too am human. So I like to call that out just because it takes a lot of self-management and you don't have to know all the answers to be a rock and coach either, right? Mm -hmm. What I think really does matter is the coaches that we work with and pour ourselves into and join coaching relationships with should be able to have that capacity of being real and accepting all human imperfections and creating space to process them safely and comfortably and courageously. Yeah. And what I'll add to that too, as more of a strategy coach in my own business and even Let's Get Hella Rich, there are For strategy coaches especially, there's this idea that you have to have all the answers or you have to have the right answers. What I have learned through having coaches myself and just through coaching clients is they already have the answers. Like maybe there's some surface level questions, you know, that they may need some answers to. But when it comes to especially the creative process, when it comes to writing copy, to brainstorming offerings, they likely already have answers within themselves. And if I am feeding them all the answers or, you know, any answers really, like it is actually doing a disservice to them because then they're going to not trust themselves. Also, like they need to be able to come up with their own answers that they feel good with. Otherwise, they're not going to be able to follow through with it, to feel confident about it, to promote themselves on, you know, an offering that they came up with. You know, it's things like that where like I've had a lot of coaches tell me things and they acted as though they had all the answers. And because I was looking at it through a lens of, oh, they have the answers, so whatever they say is right, I wasn't mm-hmm. running my business my way or I just didn't end up really owning it and owning my expertise, owning what my offerings are. And, you know, we know how that went. Like it just, <laughs> I didn't get to a point where I wanted to be. So yeah. now that I'm in a place where I fully understand that, that I can run business my own way, that I do have all my own answers and my coaches are sort of there to guide me and hold space for me. It's just, I hate to say this word, but it is game changing the difference in my business between now and it was before. So so all that to say, like, you know, coaches have problems and they don't also have all the answers as well. Yeah, I love that. And that's a big testament to always doing things your way. And as a certified coach and mindset coach, I know that it's ingrained in me that Our jobs is to, yeah, we can provide some strategies, some frameworks and nudge people along and say, oh, this is what's worked for me or this is, for instance, for me, like this is how you negotiate. This is literally how you do it. But what we 
do is help you find the resonance, help you align with your values, help you find the courage and the confidence and sometimes the vulnerability to move forward on these really scary acts that are out of your mm-hmm. comfort zone. But really what you're saying is it's about helping guide you towards choice, the choice to stay or the choice to move forward. And yes, like enthusiastic it's not about, choice. Yeah, enthusiastic well. <laughs> choice, resonant choice. And it's not even about giving you all the answers on how to get to that choice. Like what you're saying is your coaches and the combination of support you have right now feels like very resonant and very encouraging for you to trust your choices. And that's incredible. I'm so happy to hear that. Yeah, especially like as I'm coaching when it comes to copy, marketing, and strategy. Mm-hmm. I could tell them, well, this doesn't work for me or this hasn't worked for other clients. But if that's like a key part of their messaging, if that's a key part of their story and they feel very resonant with it, like who am I to say that? You know, mm-hmm. like it's those things where sometimes like, we as strategy coaches will just try to, you know, provide some sort of like feedback and advice just to prove our worth to them. But also like, that's just the way that we are taught. And I'm Mm. saying like, as strategy coaches, like, yes, there is some strategy you're going to be giving to them, but you're also creating this space of creativity so that they feel good, you know, creating on their own eventually. Mm. Yeah. So if you're looking to work with a coach, recognize when you might be idolizing them. This is really important because especially in the age of Instagram and podcasts, even Mm -hmm. ours, where, you know, people are hella visible and I love seeing women and femmes of color coaches being visible. Just recognize when you might be idolizing them versus like, oh, I actually really like what she said about this or like how she approaches this versus, oh, I love what she she's wearing. I love her laugh. She is so cool. Like, I just want to be her kind of thing. That's like sort of the difference (laughs) between idolizing and resonating with someone. And for coaches, don't be afraid to be transparent in your marketing, in your copy. Tell the stories that you feel comfortable telling, especially when you've made mistakes. Like Nadia and I do this in the podcast, we've done this in um, previous yeah, episodes. Yeah, I feel like our podcast is all about us being like, here are our imperfections and yeah. mistakes, take <laughs> Let's it. Let's get hella <laughs> forgiving for ourselves for making <laughs> totally. mistakes. Totally, I appreciate <laughs> That's it. That's a new way of this. <laughs> yeah. And Nadia, you have this one question that you ask your clients mm. around perfectionism, and why don't you yeah. close us out with that? Ask yourself this, and I appreciate this being in here because it really is... This is a showstopper for any of my clients to automatically recognize, acknowledge, and make the choice to move forward in a different way from perfectionism and perfectionist tendencies. Give yourself permission to make mistakes by asking yourself, when was the last time you were perfect? Even for a second. When was the last time you were your own version of perfect? And I'm willing to bet that most of you, if not all, will say never. So stop putting yourself <laughs> on impossible standards and you know, give yourself permission so that you can show up as a human being, imperfections and all, and serve your clients the way that you're meant to be serving them. If this is you and you're a woman or femme of color entrepreneur listening, thinking, oh snap, I want to be in a space and I need both mindset and strategy support, Nadia and I got you. 
go to letsgethellerich.com and see what our community of boss-ass queens is all about. Info will be in the show notes, but to be short, you will get two live calls per month, one mindset session where you get live group coaching so you can break through your mindset blocks, and one creator session, a dedicated time where you'll create and write together on the spot and give each other feedback. We also have a weekly Facebook Live where Naughty and I answer your questions or do critiques so you get that weekly support. In our private community, you get feedback and support from myself and Nadia, as well as the collective of other boss-ass queens. A lot of members are each other's ideal avatar, and they're just giving each other some golden feedback and insight that they can't really get anywhere else. So remember, you don't have to do business alone. Let's get hella rich together. We're excited to see you there at letsgethellarich.com.